Hey everyone, this is Philip from Hail Reaper. Wanted to give you a few quick announcements before we get rolling into today's episode. And that first one being, this is a major spoiler tag for the book Morningstar. If you have not read Morningstar yet, go and skip this episode and come back when you're ready. We do not want to be the ones ruining such a beautiful book for you. The second announcement I have is for Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Hail Reaper. When you join at the $5 level, you get access to our Discord, the Strawberry Rising. When you're in there, you get a howler name. You get to be a part of premiere episodes. You get to be a part of trivia nights, movie nights. There's so many things that we do inside that Discord. I think I'm gonna hold a bingo night, a Red Rising bingo night that is, really soon. But we just do a bunch of crazy stuff and we're chit-chatting about Red Rising and other nerd culture things all day long. It's a very fun place to be. I wanna give a quick shout out to some new patrons that have got their howler names just this week. So shout out to Cataclysm, shout out to Dash, Shout out to Jigsaw and shout out to Babblefish. Thank you guys so much for coming on board and supporting the show. It means so much to us, but it also helps us make the show even greater. So enjoy the episode and thanks so much. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hail Reaper. My name is Philip, and this is my good friend, Jeremy. What's up, dude? This is my regular friend, Mathar. Hello, Philip. And this is my Idaho friend, PB Doodles. Hey, guys. What's up? Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get going into the episode, we have something very special to present to you all. Mathar is on the very last page of Morningstar, and Mathar is going to read it out loud for the very first time on the podcast. Go on, take it away. I smile, reminded of Cassius as an eagle skims low over the water before rising up through the mist and disappearing in the trees that jut from the top of a sea stack. Have I passed your test? My test, she asks. Ever since you blocked me from leaving Phobos, you have been testing me. I thought I passed on the ice, but it didn't stop there. You noticed, she says with a mischievous grin. It fades and she brushes hair from her eyes. I'm sorry that I couldn't just follow you. I needed to see if you could build. I needed to see if my people could live in your world. No, I understand that, I say. But there's more to it. Something changed when you saw my mother, my brother. Something opened up in you. She nods, eyes still in the water. There's something I have to tell you. I look over at her. You lied to me for nearly six years, since the moment we met. In the Lycos tunnel, you broke what we had. That trust, that feeling of closeness we built. Piecing that together takes time. I needed to see if we could find what we lost. I needed to see if I could trust you. You know you can. I do now, she says, but... I frown. Mustang, you're shaking. Just let me finish. I didn't want to lie to you, but I didn't know how you would react, what you would do. 
I needed you to make the choice to be more than a killer, not just for me, but for someone else too. She looks past me to the blue sky where a ship coasts lazily down. I hold my hand up against the autumn sun to watch it approach. Are we expecting company? I ask warily. Of a sort. She stands, I join her. And she goes to her tiptoes to kiss me. It is a gentle, long kiss that makes me forget the sand under our boots, the smell of pine and salt in the breeze. Her nose is cold against mine, her cheeks ruddy. All the sadness, all the hurt in the past making this moment all the sweeter. If pain is the weight of being, love is the purpose. I want you to know that I love you more than anything. She backs away from me, pulling me along. Almost. Pierce, you son of a bitch. <laughs> the ship skims over the evergreen forest and sets down on the beach. Its wings fold backward like a settling pigeon. Sand and salt spray kicked up by the engines. Mustang's fingers twine through mine as we trudge through the sand. The ramp unfurls. Sophocles sprints out onto the beach, running toward a group of seagulls. Behind him comes the voice of Cavix and the sweet sound of a child laughing. My feet falter. I look over at Mustang in confusion. She pulls me on, a nervous smile on her face. Cavix exits the ship with Dancer. Victra and several come with, waving over to me before looking expectantly back up the ramp. I used to think the life strands of my friends frayed around me because mine was too strong. Now I realize that when we are wound together, we make something unbreakable, something that lasts long after this life ends. My friends have filled the hollow carved in me by my wife's death. They've made me whole again. My mother joins them now on the ramp, walking with Kieran to set foot on earth for the first time. She smiles like I did when she smells the salt. The wind kicks her gray hair. Her eyes are glassy and full of the joy my father always wanted for her. And in her arms, she carries a laughing child with golden hair. Mustang, I ask, my voice trembling. Who is that? Taro? Mustang smiles over at me. That is our son. His name is Pax. There is an epilogue, so not the last page, but <laughs> <laughs> Whew, it's a doozy. Oh, I can't believe you let me do that knowing what was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, uh, they were just, I don't know what I thought, but that's, uh, well, the epilogue is, uh, also great. Um, I think that's only appropriate that you experience that on your own, honestly. Uh, 
I think there's something so special about that ending, but also I love the intimacy of having someone read for you. Thanks for experiencing it with me. I remember telling you that like I wanted to like, uh, I thought it'd be funny if I, or not funny, I thought it'd be cool if I like read the end of the book and then we just like never talked about it again. And I just happened to be like racing through it today so we could have this podcast yeah, yeah. in case anything came up about um, one of my favorite characters. Uh, there'd be no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Grab Iron Gold. Let's do the first five chapters. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's, uh, it's downstairs. Off to go right. <laughs> Dang it. Do you have like a copy of Iron Gold already? I have a physical copy nice. of the next two books. Yes. There we go. Ready to go. Locked and loaded. And this prequel. Hey, I I have a correction maybe for um, last week's podcast. You said, uh, or last, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. You said that Pierce doesn't do prequels, but I think technically... Sons of Aries is a prequel, Yeah, technically, right? yeah. That's it's true. more It's more like, okay, so this actually, I pulled... I don't know the plot. Mm -hmm. I haven't read it yet, but I I, I, I remember hearing that it yeah, was a prequel. Yeah, this actually, so I pulled that from an interview that I watched him do on YouTube during the Morningstar tour. Uh, so that was done in 2016. So obviously he changed his mind. I think that that was more of a reference when he was like talking about doing a, a novel or a book, a proper book. Right. Rather than, a, a, right. I think, a graphic novel is something, it's such a different medium and it has such a different flavor to it that I think that that experience for Pierce was probably just a different one rather than something that people were asking of like, would you write a prequel novel series, like a trilogy almost? And he seemed very hesitant, if not at all. Well, and I think that speaks to like, not unless, right? Like, would you ever do a prequel? Well, not unless I could be convinced to do it in a way that made sense, right? Or was cool. And so then it, obviously this was a delivery or, you know, a... a, a medium in which he thought ah this could actually work quite well so never say never pb have you read the uh the sons of various novels i have uh, rebecca loaned them to me and do you guys know they did a dramatization of them like mm -hmm. on audible yes. yeah i, I, I am yeah. waiting to do that one but yeah no i have read it and the art style of course like i love graphic novels in fact i mm -hmm. just finished reading um v for vendetta for the first time nice. oh, like, nice. took me this long. but i love that style i love it the gritty the dark super good so good mm -hmm. shouts to rebecca who got you into red rising right i know she's just like <laughs> she my go-to person <laughs> what's up rebecca she, whenever you're on the podcast we feel like she's on the podcast i know she just she's just the person <sighs> um speaking of people pb yes. you're back i am back. You on the podcast i am so before. happy to be back Ooh wee it's it's great to have you Smooth back I, don't transition. Think I was on the podcast last time you were here but you have been up to quite a bit since the last time you were on this podcast. Yes. Uh, in particular, I have been seeing your name on my social media feed left and right because people cannot stop tagging you in your incredible Darrow and Ragnar stickers. Do you want to tell <laughs> us a little bit about like what you've been up to, what, what's going on with the drop? Just like real quick. Give sure, us the rundown. Yeah. Okay. Like, so I just, uh, I've been doing sticker drops um, just because people kept asking me like, when are you going to do prints? And I hate prints. I hate prints so much. We know. But I do love stickers like a lot. So I had this idea of like, you know, why not make stickers? Because people have hydro flasks and laptops and they've been really successful. And it's super weird that people keep tagging me because I'm just like, I'm just this person from North Idaho nowhere. And <laughs> why are you guys tagging me? Don't you see? They're just, You're I don't know. Doodles. I have like terrible imposter syndrome. So I was talking to a friend the other day. I'm like, Welcome to the club. why are these people tagging me? Don't they see how awful <laughs> this artwork is? What's wrong with them? <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I know, I know, but you know, people are like, uh, stop. You're just like, I don't know, compliment fishing, but no, I'm like, maybe you know, I, I also try to tell them how terrible it is. Like I'm right with you. I'm like, can anybody see like how terrible PB is? And they refuse to see it. They it's, won't it's see so it. It's so bizarre because 
you know, I don't know. I've always had imposter syndrome. And so now that people are like actively like buying my stickers and being like, I missed the drop. When are you going to have another one? It's super weird to me and it's super humbling and it's so much fun at the same time too, because I wasn't expecting a year ago to all of a sudden like be thrust into this fan verse mm -hmm. and it has grown me so much as a person. I hate to be this person, but I'm going to get all like mushy on it because I love it. The fandom has not only helped me grow as a person, I'm a lot more confident than I used to be. I'm starting to see value in my work. Uh, the stickers have given me an option to really feel like I can make a difference because for the Ragnar and Daryl, all of the profits go to nonprofit charities. Love and that, that really feels like I can use a gift I was given to give back. So it's, you know, and all the friends that I've made and then, you know, Getting to talk to you guys, which I love talking to you guys. You're like my favorite people on the internets. Um, it's just been really strange. It's been super like, I don't, yeah, it's been busy. And then like Joel Pierce Brown's business partner got in contact with me and I did that design for them. And that was crazy. It's been weird, guys. It's been weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, ha you're collaboration with them already launched right yes. that was yes. that was part of this so what was that like uh i mean and I, we don't want this to be a whole q a thing but like i am so curious because mm -hmm. i have never you know i've done collabs but mm -hmm. i've never done a collab like that with like a big merch drop where like it sold out in seconds and like yeah. i mean what, what was it crazy on your end or was it just like uh you know did the thing and they handled the rest like tell us about it so like it was kind of like that like they handled a lot of it like i was just drawing i don't even do digital art which is this is the part that cracks me up i was like i'm just gonna do this thing on digital art and i was thinking like what if severo has like he has wolf tattoos what would they look like so like, i'm gonna draw severo's tattoos and it kind of like morphed into this design and joel saw it and he was like dude that's awesome um we want to license it and i was like oh my gosh joel is talking to me and then after <laughs> i got over that it was like yes you may license it, please, you know, whatever you want, <laughs> license it. And so, you know, we were talking and going back and forth and we were throwing ideas around for like, what should the drop look like? And Joel came up with the idea of the acid wash t-shirts, which I thought was super cool. And after I submitted the design to them, he took care of everything. Like they paid me for the licensing fee. So now I can say I'm a licensed artist, which is super weird, but super cool. <laughs> And then when the drop happened, I was literally elbow deep in fish poop and I missed it. I missed my own drop. <laughs> so embarrassing. Uh, stop the podcast. Rewind it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about the fish poop. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's really not exciting. I was cleaning out aquariums and I was literally elbow deep in fish poop because like, yeah, I just, I was basically walking around the house like this because like fish fish nasty i i inherited two new fish tanks and they came to me a little gross and so i was like well today um i should probably wash them and i had a timer and i'm thinking like okay i missed it by like 15 minutes they can't all be sold out you know what pb you have a second chance at this because i see that there's another drop coming up on shit escalates for probably i'm not sure if this will be out in time for this drop but may 22nd at 10 a.m your design yes, your, the bandanas your design's gonna be in a bandana it looks super dope i didn't know that until yesterday when Joel emailed me. He's like, <laughs> so, you know, it sold out so fast and people were so bummed that they didn't get it. You know, we're going to put this on a bandana. And I was like, what? And then, of course, he's like, you know, if we have any extra t-shirts, we'll send you one, of course. And we'll send you some bandanas. So I was like, okay, at least I like 
didn't quite miss my own drop, but you know, people have been tagging me in all these shirts that they're getting, and I'm like, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy. But also, I really wanted one. Um, anyway, so yeah, elbow deep in fish poop, missed my own drop. It was super cool. It was such a crazy experience. This whole year has been crazy. Like I said, I wasn't expecting, you know, first of all, when like Pierce Brown shared that one thing, I thought that that was like the pinnacle. I have peaked here. Pierce Brown has, has noticed me. And then it's just been kind of like going off. And now I'm like, fingers crossed that I get to work with Joel again, because it was a crazy, cool experience. Something I never, ever, ever thought would happen. I never thought the stickers would be, you know, popular. I guess I'm kind of like living life, like setting the bar super low. So I'm constantly surprised by things. It's funny that like, even when the more successful you are, you'd think that the imposter syndrome would let up. You would but it think. Doesn't. You would think. I don't know. I think I've always been that way. Again, it's one well, of we don't like- have to talk about this. We can just like go back to talking about fishes, like if you want. Like I'm totally cool with just like having a whole like uh, fish centric podcast from here on out. If it makes you feel more comfortable, <laughs> we can just do that. Maybe we should talk about fish because I can tell you all about fish. I can tell you all about the ocean. I can tell you all about ocean conservation. Like that is where I shine. But uh, no, uh, so it's been crazy. It's been. Yeah, I keep saying that. It's been crazy, but it has been crazy. And I'm so incredibly grateful to every single person who has followed me on Instagram. Because, okay, cool, I could be, like, throwing this stuff out into the void, but unless people follow me, it's not going to do anything. Right. Just having these people, you know, interact with the art has been insanity. Never thought it would be that way. So cool. Well-deserved. Thank you. Working on the imposter syndrome. I'll get over it eventually. Like when I'm 90, yes, I don't know. <laughs> or, you know, just take it to your grave. You Maybe. Just... I think it is the curse of the creator. As you all know, mm-hmm. I am like positive. You could say you don't have imposter syndrome and I would call you out. <laughs> I feel like that all the time. Like with stuff that we release, like I was like, um, well, these guys know that I do this all the time. Like when we release something, it gets two weeks old. I'm like, that sucked. I never want to do that again. <laughs> and then and then Mathar and Jeremy are like, what are you talking about? That was great. And I'm like, no, that blows. Like, I don't want to do that again. And and they get really mad at me for saying something was bad. Or um, what's your thing you tell me about? You tell me that like, it was like everything you did yesterday sucks. And then you're only, yeah. Hey, your best project is tomorrow. There we go. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, so Philip, you get it. It's yeah, I totally get it. I just want to make the next thing because everything else I did sucked. And so then it's just because everything is a building block towards the next thing and that next thing will suck. Like when I was drawing Cassius, I'm like, yes, I nailed him. And then the next day I'm like, ugh. No, I didn't. Uh, no. Oh, Cassius, huh? Yeah, I noticed you have an infatuation with Cassius. Is that because, like, Cassius is the best character in Red Rising? Yeah, you know, it's one? funny because I, like, hate his guts and he's the one I've drawn the most. Please explain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I just finished the first trilogy, so no spoilers for anything that happens in the second. Uh, I obviously know that he's going to be mentioned, but... Uh, I have to say, I ended the first trilogy really liking Cassius. So. I think it's like a either love him Huge or hate him. Yeah. By the way, PB, yeah. I'm actually still waiting for Cassius to be drawn with the arrow through his neck. Mm-hmm. I think I requested that last time. I know you did. Oh my gosh, I forgot. I need to write that down. Just gurgling and spluttering. Like, <laughs> like the same line that I did. Um, that one. No spoiler. You guys know what I'm talking about, except for Mathar. You know, that one. Um, the one that I hmm. did. I need to take my head, head, Oh head yeah, that was awesome. I loved that. <laughs> yeah. I'll do that in the same vein. 
I'm looking. Oh I'm actually looking right now at your Instagram. I'm gonna pull up uh, the Cassius's. How many have you done? If it's been three. No, there's way more than really? I posted on my Instagram because some of them turned out. There looking are at like, least five on the Instagram. <laughs> there are more. I found them. I have one. I threw it away because it was so horrifying. Cassius looked like the main character from Clockwork Orange, and oh, I was just like, wow. "How did that come out of my brain? This is terrible." But. I don't know. Cassius will forever be that one character that I'm constantly like, why can't I not like capture him? But right now I'm working on Osgard. I'm doing all the obsidians because I love them. Mm. And I just, I feel the connection with the obsidians. There's some characters I can draw once and be like, ah, like Ephraim. That just kind of, there was it. And people are like, when are you going to draw Severo? And I'm just like, huh. Eventually. <laughs> uh, I know you and I have talked about several a little bit. I don't want to ask you about that. That's something you asked about enough. But I do want to ask you about uh, your recent drawings and just like, yeah, is there something that you've been really into? Like you drew, I mean, that Diomedes to me was out of control. Again, no spoilers, but that was an <laughs> incredible um, looking character. That Romulus was incredible looking. But what have you enjoyed making as the creator uh, in your recent Red Rising drawings? Um, Lately... I have really liked, again, like I know we talk about secondary characters, the Rim characters, the Obsidians. I love them. The weirder and the uglier they are, I love it. <laughs> My favorite. It's perfect. The prettier they are, I'm just like, oh, gosh. But I have on my list of things to do for the summer, the Ascomani, and I cannot wait to draw oh them because that is like right along my line. I had Volsung Fa for a while. I was drawing him, but I had to scrap it just because I couldn't quite, it wasn't there yet. But like I said, mm. the uglier, the scarier, yes, that is my jam. There's, yeah, I'm just looking again. I'm looking at your gram right now. I mean, just some of this, this, this work just looks so beautiful. Um. Can you tease something for us? It looks like I saw on your Instagram that um, there might be some Mustang stickers coming out. Is that correct? There are, yes. What? You don't even have to tease that. I'll just tell you. Um, yeah, I pulled that Mustang from the full body portrait, so the sticker will have her on her horse. Um, unfortunately, the production that does my stickers doesn't have the gold option for like metal, so it's kind of like the Darrow one where it's just like pretend gold leaf. Mm -hmm. But, yep, it's going to be Mustang, Ephraim, I may or may not add some more Ragnar and Darrow. I have no idea. I put a survey out on my Instagram saying, like, who got theirs? And I'm still working on international shipping. I think it's going to end up going to Canada and UK only. Um, I had some issues with some other countries. Uh, so there's going to be that. And then I'm going to start adding other stuff that's not Red Rising related to my sticker store just to kind of help supplement because I would like to eventually transition out of my day job because I've been doing it for seven years and I'm starting to like, <laughs> not like it as much. Um, so just kind of have that stream of income from the Etsy store. Will you yeah. put your uh, Muadib up there? I need to redo him. He, he looks I, fantastic. I, I uh, that is one where I'm with Philip on this, where I look at it and I go, it's terrible. It's awful. I have to take it off. Oh, so you are you artists. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a curse. I, He's I gorgeous. Swear. He looks amazing. He's just like, uh, you. nobody can see this, but Jeremy is just uh, seeing himself out. Like, he's just like, I can't. <laughs> I'm out. I can't deal with all this perfectionism in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. My husband's constantly saying, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. And I'm like, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I always go with the done is better than perfect. I'm yeah. like, says who? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, 
I feel like I have excessively high expectations for myself because like I see these characters so vividly in my mind and if it's not, I like revert back to a three-year-old. You know, like you guys have kids. So, you know, when they're like drawing something and they can't get it right and they get super frustrated. I don't know. That's my nephews. My nephews do that. And that's how I revert. I'm like, no, you are a 30 year old woman. Get it together. But here we are. By the way, my kids are way better artists than I ever have been. And they're six and eight. They watch these YouTube videos on like step-by-step drawings. And what they bring me, I'm like, holy crap. (laughs) I can't do this. (laughs) Is it like the arts for kids? Because my nephew watches that and he's like constantly showing me like, here's my baby Yoda. And I'm like, yeah, it totally is. (laughs) Yeah. They'll bring me that or like Pokemon drawings. And I'm like, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, well, at least my retirement is set because my children will become well-known artists. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, Speaking of Yoda, just a quick shout out before we move on uh, to one of my favorite drawings that you've ever done, which is pooped today. I have not. Mm -hmm. I would take a sticker of that. (laughs) (laughs) So that is actually going to be another sticker in my store because that is one of my personal favorites. Please hang on. I will miss the drop guaranteed, but can you please hold on to one? Yes. Poor little man. I will. If you miss it and you're like, peeps, I didn't get it. I usually have like, usually the company I, I get sends a couple extras just in case. So I'll have one just for you. There we go. Um, we're going to go take a break. We're going to come back with PB Doodles and we will see you in a moment. Hail Reaver is brought to you this week by Turingian Law. If you're seeking legal counsel or you're in a situation that you're not sure how to handle, Turingian Law might just be the answer. They offer a free consultation to assess your situation because not every attorney is the right professional for the job. The great thing about Turingian Law is that there's no doublespeak, no confusing language, no upfront commitment. It's just a conversation with someone who wants to understand what you're going through and help you get to the next step. Getting started is easy. Just call 559-627-5399 or visit turinganlaw.com on the whole net. That's T-O-R-I-G-I-A-N-L-A-W.com. No matter the circumstance, we all deserve peace of mind. So stop sitting with the uncertainty and get the advice you need today. Once again, that's T-O-R-I-G-I-A-N-L-A-W.com or call 559-627-5399. Tariqian Law. The advice you need, minus the BS. PB, I don't know if you know this, but the the new Hail Reaper, we are business in the front and then party in the back. And <laughs> I love it. And we've done the business. We've talked about PB Doodles. We talked about your shit yes. escalates collab. We're gonna do the party in the back now. We're gonna go Let's for do it. the party. Okay, here we Let's go. Do it. That already sounded like a party. So I'm just. <laughs> this is gonna be a rager. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bring so, it on. Here we go. So actually, you guys all know this question. It's a question. Wait, hang on. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Do you guys hear something? <laughs> Welcome to Lost and Found. It's a podcast inside the Hill Reaper podcast. Oh, Lord. And uh, it is a show where we attempt to fill in the gaps missing from the lore of the Lost TV series. This week, I wanted to bring you guys something very special. And being the inaugural official episode of Lost and Found, who remembers the cabin in the jungle? 
Does anybody remember oh, yes. the cabin in the jungle? Yes, yeah. With the rocking <laughs> okay. chair that like squeaked in the front. It was so Pirates okay, of the okay, Caribbean, okay, okay. by the way. Yes, okay. <laughs> I found this online. I was I was going through like all the lost plot. There were a lot of lost plot holes, by the way. There were like so many. 800. PB, if you don't know what's going on, last... I am so confused right now. Okay, PB, if you don't know what's going on, on the last podcast, we <laughs> all agreed... It was a handshake deal. We agreed. I have verbal commitments from at least one of them that we are going to do another podcast called Lost and Found, where we take lost lore and we write it out. And I don't, I don't have time for another podcast, so I have to fit it inside this podcast. Yeah. Of course, by the way, when you refer to both of us, you mean Philip, because I would never agree to something so stupid. That was so my stupid. idea. And also- You my did, name. and I can prove it with editing. <laughs> <laughs> I can prove it with editing. Okay. Cabin in the Jungle. Ben Linus first brings Locke to the cabin under the pretext of meeting Jacob. And while they're in there, uh, they're initially confronted with an empty room and then objects fly around. It's all scary. And then there's an unknown man who looks nothing like Mark Pellegrino. And later it moves around the island at will for no particular reason. Why is this the case? Was this story element added by a 14-year-old visiting the set? There's nothing wrong with unique and mysterious locations, but having it shift around just because is utterly perplexing and only adds to the nonsensical purpose of the building in the show story. So what we want to do real quick, let's just mm -hmm. take like five minutes and go around the room. Let's write out why was the cabin so weird? Why did it move around? What was the deal with the cabin? Ready? Fill up, go. Yeah, I'd like to point out that the first role that Ben Linus had was also Linus on the Peanuts. You know, going back with Charlie Brown, uh, had the blanket. Sure. And so the reason why the cabin moves around is because he's missing his blanket. And I'm just really struggling here about this. So I wanted to connect the peanuts. Okay, there's no bad ideas. I there's no to, bad ideas. I'm connecting Go, the Jeremy. peanuts universe with the lost universe. <laughs> It makes sense. I told you anything works. Anything works. It doesn't ruin the show. It doesn't show. matter. <laughs> it doesn't ruin the show. Jeremy, go. Yeah, so actually, it's it's a product of bad production notes. They actually didn't know they were moving it around, but each time, a person would try to recollect where they last put it and, and wasn't sure, so they would just set it up. Uh, in universe. This is in universe. Not how bad they were at making the show. You said but anything like, worse. In story. <laughs> now you're pooping <laughs> my idea. Okay. You know what? Screw what I'm you, saying, Okay, 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 okay. I got it, I got it, I got it, guys. So what you're saying is that in the context of the show, whoever was running the island, meaning the Dharma Initiative, or Dharman Initiative, as Philip called it in the last yeah, episode. Yes, they called it the Dharman. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the Dharman Initiative uh, was responsible for like where things placed on the island, and whoever had like that note could never remember where it was or where it went, so it just randomly appeared. That's perfect. PB, have you seen the show Lost? It doesn't matter. Why did the cabin move doesn't around? Matter. Go. So, um, no, I haven't seen the show lost but here's my hypothesis so like there's an area on this island where there's supposed to be a cabin but it's not it's like a vent that like spews out carbon monoxide so they keep having like these mass like hallucinations that there is a cabin but they're not they're just getting like super high off this carbon monoxide poisoning because this actually happens and carbon monoxide can mess with your memory so like on this island there's pockets of like weird gases and they walk through them and all of a sudden they're like there was a cabin here but there's not there's, there never was a cabin, ever. Mm, I like that. That actually explains the entire show. So this is going to be the last episode of Lost and Found. Thank you, PB. Well done. Thank you, everyone, for playing. Um, if you have ideas about what the deal was with the cabin in the jungle, um, keep them to yourself. <laughs> we Just kidding. You can send them to us. No, I love that. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Back to you, Philip. Here we go. So we're going to do, I'm just jumping into it. We're not going to, I'm not skipping a beat. I want to give a quick shout out to Fractal and also Flux. They are part of our Patreon. Fractal gives these amazing questions and presents them to the group. And then we answer them. I have a question for you, just like we did last week, Jeremy. I'm going to have you go first on this. Okay. Here we go. You have the resources of the Red Rising universe at your fingertips to create any gadget you want for your own life. You can be, it can be a military, it can be artistic, it can be just a general gadget. What do you want to create? So let me give a little context here. Well, we were sound checking and getting ready for the show. PB was on already. And we were talking about Disney Plus content and there was a, a heated debate over Brave Little Toaster because Mathar and I, we are fans. Great. No, you're so Great wrong. Movie. Philip and Peebs, they are off the party bus. It's a garbage movie. <laughs> It is a terrible movie. They're liars and bad people. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm glad that the brave little toasters are moral compass now. What does that say for society? <laughs> you know, he's channeling his inner brave little toaster to shoot you both down right now, like to, to insult you. So what does that have to That's do with fine. Red Rising? <laughs> it has a lot to do with it. Everything, pretty much. Uh, it takes me to Golden Sun, a chapter called Bacon and Eggs, where they're having breakfast. And it makes me think of toasters. And I'm thinking, if you have all this amazing technology, I'm sick of waiting five minutes to get properly toasted bread. Like, why can't I just push the button and instantaneously I get toast? So that's what I would choose. I would I love choose the inaneness of this choice, and it's so perfect. I love it. I want instantaneous toast. That's my choice. It's pretty simple. All right, next. PB, you're up. Same question. <laughs> Okay, so I am pretty sure this is already a piece of technology in the Red Rising, and I've just like glanced over it and like subconsciously have called it forth. But I freaking want like an underwater rebreather, like that just sits against like what they have on um, IO, Ooh. except not for gas, but for underwater, that doesn't need to be changed, doesn't need to be cleaned, doesn't need anything. It's just an immediate like osmosis gas exchange rebreather that Love doesn't that. make any noise and is always there because I hate having a regulator in my mouth when I'm diving. I hate it so much. What a great idea. Doesn't Batman have one of these? Jedis have these. And, um, That's Phantom right. Menace. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of, actually. It's, it's... Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Okay, they totally do. So I have seen it before, and it was called forth from my subconscious. But I, again, I cannot stress to you how jaw-fatiguing it is to have like this giant football retainer in your mouth that you have to breathe out of for a couple of hours. It's just not fun. But it is fun, but it's not fun. So Jar Jar Binks adjacencies are your subconscious. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> no. That's That whole part of that movie just sticks out to her so much. She's just like, City, she's bro. a Jar Jar stan and just secretly outed herself like on the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Jar Jar doodles, dude. <laughs> oh, no. PB Binks. Is that what the B's for? P. Binks doodles? Oh, no. No. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. I got this. I found this picture online. PB, it shows you as Jar Jar Binks for the last four Halloweens in a row. So I don't know if you want to explain that. Well, um, you see. So the thing of her is. Love it. Love it. <laughs> no, actually, I was Han Solo one year. And I was Princess Leia for another year. So I don't nice. know what you're talking about. There was no Jar Jar Binks. Okay. Ever. Mathar, same question. <laughs> Okay, my question, I, I, as soon as this question was posed, I had an answer and I thought, ah, it's kind of dumb. And I tried so hard to think of a better answer, couldn't. Hoverboards. 
Mm. But exactly like Back to the Future Part 2, hoverboards, that's all I want. Literally, an actual hoverboard. And like not for like war purposes, just because. <laughs> I just want a really dope, neon-colored cyberpunk hoverboard. Is that too much to ask? I feel like that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, hot pink, like Marty McFly? Oh, yeah. 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 Maybe some yellow, a little smattering of like that Memphis uh, art style in there. Yeah. I, I just... And, and I know, you know what? And I want to get my hoverboard from a punk kid. Like I want a mm-hmm. punk kid to like take out my hot rod, which is also flying. And then uh, I'm going to get out and just take it from him and shout and then fly away with it in my flying car. I love your answer because it has a whole history. It's like its own little like mini story. It's beautiful. Someone's on a motorcycle. PB, is that an Idaho motorcycle? That would be an Idaho motorcycle. I live right by the freeway. So, <laughs> you know, every nice. now and then it feels it's sometimes like if you sleep with the window open, it sounds like a pod race every night. Oh, so you right. really are in a Phantom Menace. <laughs> you know what, you guys? I just feel really judged right now. <laughs> you just tipped your hand to the whole George R. Banks thing so hard. You're like, wait, oh, pod racing, guys. Okay, well, you know what? When I was like, when it came out, I was like eight and the pod racing was like the coolest thing ever. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. How old was I? Misa so offended. Oh, stop. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hate that so much. I want to punch Jar Jar in the face. Gungans. Philip, what's yours? My answer is also incredibly practical and incredibly boring. I like this character a lot, Quicksilver. I think Quicksilver is a really interesting character. Um, don't know a ton about him in the first trilogy, but I do know during the Phobos Rebellion scene, or right before it rather, a robot enters a room and like kind of like they kill the gravity a robot enters the room uh when they're all about to break through that glass uh and then have holiday rescue them on this on the space shuttle and daryl notes that robots are highly illegal and i'm like man that's so cool i want to have a robot just out of pure defiance more than anything else (laughs) (laughs) so i want a robot what would your robot do yeah exactly so i want a robot but I just wanted to do all the chores that I would normally have to do t- during the day for my sons and myself. And you not like a, to carry your son. Yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not a military robot. Like, like the one that, uh, it's like Quicksilver a kangaroo has. robot. Has a little sure. Like a squishy robot. Yeah. How cool would that have, be? like the rebottle IG-88 from the Mandalorian. There you go. I, yeah. That's a whatever gr- it was. That's a great robot. Um, Bring so yeah, back around to Star Wars. Yeah, here we go. Always. I'm sorry because I'm Star sorry. Wars is like, life. well, That's uh, why. the Gungans had robots and they uh raised <laughs> oh uh, children, so <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, I just want to point out real quick PB does like scuba diving, mm-hmm. she is in underwater environments, oh much my like word. the Gungans. <laughs> We're creating this uh, very rich lore. It's a rich tapestry of lore around PB Doodles. PB that, is uh, a Gungan. No, mm. PB is not a Gungan. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, o- only during cons. Only during cons. She doesn't refer to herself as Gungan outside of cons. You know, mm-hmm. like. That's, that's... 
<laughs> okay, we're done. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Fractal, so much for that awesome question. Uh, your questions are always amazing. And uh, what's more amazing are all of the answers to those questions. So if you are not on our Discord, but I want to answer this question because you haven't already, or if you are in the Discord and you have answered it and you just want to answer it again, go on Instagram, Twitter, or should we put this question on Twitter? Maybe we should just post it yeah. on Twitter. Post on Twitter people. tomorrow. Yeah, let's. We'll put the question <laughs> on Twitter, maybe an Instagram. I'm not sure, and then you guys can throw us answers to it because, uh, yeah, we just want to know what would your ideal piece of tech within the Red Rising universe be. Thanks to everyone who participates in these questions uh, weekly, and thanks to everyone for the support. We have been getting so much great feedback about the stuff we've been making, and we're planning a lot of other really big and kind of expensive stuff. So your support on Patreon helps us make sure that that stuff actually happens, like the Morningstar event and secret stuff that's coming down the line, including YouTube and other projects. Speaking of the feedback you were talking about from the Patreon community, I have another stat to throw at you guys. Um, so I recently put out a poll with all our patrons, and it turns out that 8.3% of all our patrons approve of what we're doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's so low. I feel pretty, oh, I, I feel pretty no, good about this. it's higher than I expected, to be honest. <laughs> Again, like last time, I just sense this moment in the pod where yeah, yeah, Philip yeah. is so close to just calling it done. And I, I, I just have to sneak in there because we tried the pants on last week. The pants fit great. They're uh, great. They so look I'm sneaking awesome. this one in here again. <laughs> Khakis, dockers. <laughs> this week, we're hitting you up from Germany. This is a five-star review from Matt0396. The review is called... Uh oh, sorry. I'm gonna need you to step. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to take a step back. Hold on, let me roll my magic voice dice here. There we go. No. Yeah, there we go. This is the part where Mathar embarrasses Jeremy. This is the whole this whole bit. Okay. How, how about how about since we we talked about it also on this episode? How about Yoda? Just give me a give me a yeah, little bit do of Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> but you have to do the voice, like not just the the manner of speech. You have to read it as Yoda would read it and do the voice. <laughs> That's so hard because you have to. Yeah, I wish you could see Jerry's voice right now. I wish you could. <laughs> I, yeah, I have to like just rearrange this thing. Just do like Fozzie Bear, like that. <laughs> right. I love read you it so much. Read You'll it never like forget that. me. Okay. All right, Matt zero three nine six from Germany. This is for you. This is going to be, by the way, horribly executed. But I'm going to try. All right, here we go. Love it. I do. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna survive i'm gonna die on this podcast great hey hold on i gotta read go. all right great podcast about favorite book series this is very good production quality are you gonna make it philip Philip, get off the ground. <laughs> All right, I'll read that line again. Very good production quality. And really feel you do the hard work and love that goes into watch every episode. All right, that's it. Luckily, it's that short. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank Yay! you. Congratulations. So just as last time, Matt, international shipping, we're totally cool with that. Reach out to us. Uh, you know, DM us on Instagram, email us at hailreaperpod at gmail.com. 
drop us a line on Twitter. However you want to reach us is just fine, but I would love to get a bookmark in the mail to you for giving us this review. So give us a shout out. Well, thank you, PB. Thank you for coming on again. I know this podcast was out of control funny, and uh, just oh we appreciate gosh. you coming on. <laughs> and uh, Mathar, thank you for making us laugh. Jeremy, thank you for Yoda. Uh, that was amazing. So until next time, hail Reaper. Hail Reaper. Hail Reaper. Hail Reaper. Hail Reaper is a production of Catacomb Party. Thanks to Pierce Brown for creating this universe. And thanks to all the contributors who make this show possible. We were engineered by Joshua Ramsey, with editing and sound design by Math Ardelio. The bit of music you're hearing right now was written and produced by Sahab. If you enjoy what you hear, please take a moment to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. And follow at HailReaperPod on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for updates, giveaways, and more. You can support the show directly by joining our Patreon community, where we issue monthly bonus content, exclusive artwork, and hang about with all the howlers in the Discord. Visit patreon.com slash hellreaper to learn more. This is Broadcast signing off. Until next time, hail the gory damn reaper. Oh, I mean.